0: Before we begin today's podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the passing of two-time Tony winner, Brian Dennehy. Two-time Tony winner, Brian Dennehy, masterful interpreter of Eugene O'Neill, Samuel Beckett, and Arthur Miller, has passed at the age of 81. Mr. Dennehy won Tony Awards for his performance in Miller's Death of a Salesman and Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey Into Night. Brian Dennehy, who won two Tony Awards for Best Lead Actor in a Play for Death of a Salesman and Long Day's Journey into Night, passed away April 15th in Connecticut. He was 81. It is with heavy hearts we announce that our father, Brian, passed away last night from natural causes, not COVID-related. Larger than life, generous to a fault, a proud and devoted father and grandfather, he will be missed by his wife, Jennifer, family, and many friends, his daughter, Elizabeth, shared on Twitter, April 16th. Brian Dennehy, born July 9, 1938, in Bridgeport, Connecticut, attended Columbia University on a football scholarship prior to studying dramatic arts at Yale University. The barrel-chested, 6'3 actor achieved success on screen before making his Broadway debut in 1995 in Brian Friel's Translations, directed by Howard Davies. He returned to Broadway in 1999 as the ill-fated Willie Loman in a revival of Arthur Miller's Death of a Salesman, that originated at Chicago's Goodman, helmed by artistic director Robert Falls. Falls also directed the Broadway revival, which won five Tonys, including awards for the two and for best revival of a play. A tape performance of that production subsequently aired on Showtime and won Mr. Dennehy a Golden Globe. In 2005, he he reprised his performance at London's Lyric Theatre, the first West End staging of Miller's drama since the playwright's death. In 2003, Mr. Dennehy earned his second Tony Award, playing James Tyrone in a revival of Eugene O'Neill's Long Day's Journey Into Night, also directed by Falls. His co-stars included Vanessa Redgrave, Robert Sean Leonard, and the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Mr. Dennehy felt an affinity for the work of the four-time Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright while rehearsing for a 2008 production of O'Neill's Huey at the Long Wharf Theatre, he told Playbill. I think that my being Irish-American the grandson of a factory worker in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and my having been raised in a real Irish-American climate in Brooklyn and Long Island and New York in the 1940s and 50s goes a long way toward explaining it. There's definitely some understanding of the attitude that O'Neill had, an attitude that is very close to my own experience, his being bitter and cynical and trying to explain what he sees as life, but also with a pretty good sense of humor. Mr. Denny's other Broadway credits include, The 2007 revival of Jerome Lawrence and Robert E. Lee's Inherit the Wind. He played Matthew Harrison Brady in a cast that also included Christopher Plummer, Brian Jennings, and Dennis O'Hare, and 2009 revival of O'Neill's Desire Under the Elms, once again directed by Falls. In 2008, Mr. Dennehy also spoke about his lengthy working relationship with Falls, explaining, Our first play together was Galileo by Brecht, and from the beginning our philosophy, our attitude, has always been the same to try to do things we weren't sure we could do. In fact, in 2009, Falls named Mr. Dennehy the newest member of Goodman's artistic collective. At the time, Tony Winter Falls said, my collaboration with Brian has been one of the most fulfilling, wonderful journeys of my life, one that feels familiar, but is also new. Over 20 years and seven individual productions, he has been my friend and compatriot, always at the center of my artistic dialogue. I am thrilled to welcome him to our to our artistic collective. Mr. Tenenhees' final Broadway outing was the 2014 production of A.R. Gurney's Love Letters, opposite Mia Farrow. He returned to the New York stage in 2015 in O'Neill's The Iceman Cometh at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. The Goodman production of O'Neill's four-act epic co-starred Tony winner Nathan Lane, and was directed by Falls, who also helmed the five-hour drama when it sold out in Chicago, in 2012. In addition to O'Neill, Mr. Dennehy was also an enthusiastic interpreter of Samuel Beckett. While readying to star in Beckett's Endgame at the Long Wharf Theater in New Haven in 2016, he told Playbill, the greatness of Samuel Beckett, as far as an actor is concerned, is that Beckett depends so much upon performance. It's a single sculpture, not a series of sculptures. All his work is of a piece." He's trying to come to terms with what he has learned about what everybody carries with them as they trudge towards the last years or months or days of existence. It's almost as if every few years he takes out a chisel and a hammer and does a little bit more work, so by the end, it all adds up. Mr. Dunhane's work on TV and film was prolific. His film credits included First Blood, Foul Play, Gorky Park, Cocoon, Silverado, FX, Legal Eagles, Presumed Innocent, Tommy Boy, and The Song of Swan Lake, while TV audiences enjoyed his work in Lou Grant, The Fitzpatricks, Knots Landing, Dynasty, Star of the Family, Evergreen, Night Visions, Just Shoot Me, Public Morals, Law and Order Special Victims Unit, Happen and Leonard, and The Blacklist. In 2016, while discussing his role in the Terrence Malick film Night of Cups, Mr. Denney explained he didn't see many professional opportunities among contemporary plays for people like me, he told Playbill, it's O'Neill or Miller or Beckett, and maybe a handful of other playwrights who have written for people with some years on them, and I intend to do as many of them as I can before I hang it up. Mr. Dennehy was inducted into the American Theatre Hall of Fame in 2015. Mr. Dennehy is survived by his second wife, Jennifer Arnault, three daughters from his first marriage to Judith Sheff, Elizabeth, Kathleen, and Deidre, and son Cormac, and daughter Sarah with Arno. Mr. Brian Dennehy, July 9th, 1938 to April 15th, 2020. This obituary was written by Andrew Gans and appears on Playbill.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's April 17th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 36. Here are today's news and notes. This evening, USITT released their schedule for next week's webinars. The New at Noon, and The Forum at 4. On Monday, April 20th, Clemco.av presents Career Projection 101, An Independent Contractor's Guide to a Successful Business and Balanced Life. On Tuesday, April 21st, AVAE Canvas presents AVAE Seeks to Help Artists Be More Creative. On Wednesday, April 22nd, The Cash Group of Companies presents WYSIWYG Educational Edition 2020. And on Thursday, April 23rd, J4 Design, our equipment repair department, presents all lighting equipment breaks at some point. J4 Design is here to assist everyone in the repair, maintenance, or training needed to keep gear and facilities running for the long haul. Again, this is the schedule for the new at noon for next week from April 20th through the 23rd. For the forum at 4, the schedule goes as follows. On Monday, April 20th, how to be an assistant stage manager. What does it take to be an effective and supportive assistant stage manager? Join us to explore the role of the assistant stage manager within the production process, within the SM team, and beyond. We will explore the specifics of what it means to ASM for Broadway, for an opera, and as a resident ASM. On Tuesday, April 21st, you have two choices. The first, costume shop management A B B C's. A is for Alley, B is for, B is for Broadway and Burnmouth, C is for Seattle. <laughs> An exploration of different costume shop management styles, sizes, and genres: Broadway, opera, ballet, regional, and international. Listen to longtime industry costume shop managers discuss and compare notes with each other on their shop management successes and innovations. Your other option is Travel Grant Winner, the Multimedia Design for Edwin Abbott's Flatland. In the summer of 2019, Mitchell Oase traveled to London with support from the USITT Student International Travel Grant to collect footage for a multimedia stage adaptation of the novella Flatland by Edwin Abbott, set in a fictitious London in 1884. On Wednesday, April 22nd, Stage Management Paperwork Through the Centuries, a virtual exhibition. In honor of the Year of the Stage Manager 2020, dedicated to celebrating and educating, explore how theatrical paperwork has evolved from the prompter and stage director theater manager origins of the past to the modern idea of stage manager. Examples range from centuries-old prompt scripts and paperwork to the present day. This will be curated by Aaron Jo Swank and Jennifer Lee Sears Shire, along with Tina Shackelford. You also have the option, on Wednesday, April 22nd, How to Be a Good Assistant Lighting Designer. This session explores the do's and do nots of being an assistant lighting designer, what it entails, what are some of the stigmas that we face as assistants, how is it different from associate, and what should an assistant know when walking into a room? This is a moderated panel discussion exploring those topics. On Thursday, April 23rd, Sisters United Through 3D Scanning and Printing, come learn about how Kent State University partnered with opera di santa croce to create a 3d printed replica of pio fedi's liberty of poetry believed to be the inspiration of the statue of liberty pio fedi's liberta was 3d scanned on site over the course of three days in florence italy the scans were used to create a nearly full-scale 3d printed production reproduction which was then scenic painted by breaking silos of silence art and industry nearly 40 individuals worked on the exhibit The nine foot tall replica is currently a special exhibit at the Ellis Island National Immigration Museum through September, 2020. And finally, your other option for Thursday, April 23rd, new recommendations for sound documentation and graphics. An introduction to and summary of the draft of the new recommendations for sound system documentation for theater prepared over the previous two plus years with the input and collaboration of Broadway designers, touring designers, education, educators, and more. This major expansion of the extant recommendation addresses for the first time all of the standard paperwork forms needed to document a contemporary sound system designed. That concludes all the information necessary for the Forum at 4. Of course, please visit USITT.org's website to find all information about the presenters and how to register via Zoom for all these events. Again, that's usitt.org/education-training/usitt-webinars. Of course, all links will be provided in the notes for this podcast. Page two. Continuing our information from our friends at USITT, USITT organizational member Sure. put together an extensive and informative overview of how to improve your webinar audio for those of us who are utilizing the various software and applications to promote education during this time of social distancing. You should be able to find the SURE webinar, How to Improve Your Webinar Audio, on youtube.com. Also. USITT exhibitor Avalites is offering up free online tutorials and webinars for its Titan and AI platforms throughout this month of April. Avalites.com will have a schedule on their website. Links will be provided. And finally, to wrap up this week in their series of posts from designers whose productions were canceled or postponed due to the effects of COVID-19, USITT presents costume designs from Amelia Camilio. Amelia was the costume designer on Head Over Heels at the Pace School of Performing Arts, which has since been canceled. Here is what Amelia said about her designs My design was about combining the silhouettes of the Elizabethan royals with the flare of 80s pop divas, modern LGBT activists, and ancient Greek symbolism to create a magical, bold, and imaginative world. If you'd like to f- f- see, Amelia's work, please visit USITT's Facebook page or any of their other social media platforms. Congratulations, Amelia. Well done. As I conclude tonight's podcast, I'd like to once again extend my gratitude to the health workers, the nurses and doctors, the first responders, attendants and assistants. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please continue to join me in supporting these women and men as they face the near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please continue to support your local food bank and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. In honor of Mr. Brian Dennehy, I'd like to read a passage from Eugene O'Neill's long day journey into night. The fog was where I wanted to be. Halfway down the path you can't see this house. You'd never know it was here, or any other places down the avenue. I didn't meet a soul. Everything looked and sounded unreal. Nothing was what it was. That's what I wanted, to be alone with myself in another world where truth is untrue and life can hide from itself. Out beyond the harbor, where the road runs along the beach, I even lost the feeling of being on land. The fog and the sea seemed to part of each other. It was like walking on the bottom of the sea, as if I had drowned long ago, as if I was a ghost belonging to the fog, and the fog was the ghost of the sea. It felt damn peaceful to be nothing more than a ghost within a ghost. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's April 17th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 36. Take care, be well, and good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to ArchiveTT24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's ArchiveTT24 at yahoo.com.